in hell. The podcasters will walk the earth. Hey everybody, welcome to Jedi Dropouts. I'm your host, Ryan Taylor. And I'm James Moss. Uh, and we're a little late, but we're finally doing our uh, fourth horror episode. <laughs> Just in time for Halloween. Uh, yeah. we got some cool stuff to talk about today. Of course... We couldn't do a month of horror without doing our top five horror movies of all time. Yep. But to top it off, we're going to talk about our own personal spookiest experiences and uh, things that we sh- that we think should be turned into horror movies in general, be it real events, uh, books, personal experiences. I don't know what you got planned. I got a I got a couple ideas there. Yeah, I've, I've got an idea. Yeah. So, uh, what, uh, you've been watching any horror movies since we last recorded? Anything new, noteworthy? Uh, shit. Um, I picked up Annabelle the Creation on DVD last night, and I intended to watch it last night, but I ended up watching The Babysitter on Netflix instead. Oh, yeah? And I had to go to bed early because I had to get up early for some work-related things this morning. But, um, yeah, I'm going to watch Annabelle probably as soon as we finish recording now. I'll probably just heat up some leftovers and watch that. Good stuff. Uh, The Babysitter was great, though. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't scary, but it was a really good horror comedy. That's awesome. Yeah. I was busy this week. I really do want to see The Babysitter. I haven't got around to it yet, which is rich considering how many new horror movies I watched this week. Uh, I think they're all within maybe the last three, four years. And this week I watched uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse, Goosebumps, finally, you recommended it, Uh, Creep, The Devil's Candy, Green Room, Cheap Thrills, Deathgasm. Green Room is so good. Green Room is great, I gotta say. Uh, Cheap Thrills, Deathgasm, The Final Girls, We Are Still Here, and The Invitation. The Final Girls is amazing. It really is. I figured that one would be up your alley. Yeah. I I, I bought that one on DVD a while back. Yeah. That I, like I saw it at Walmart when it first came out, and I was just like, "Huh, this looks interesting." Like it was uh, Malin Ackerman on the cover that caught my eye. Yeah. And you know, I like her from stuff like The Watchmen and whatnot. Of course. And uh, Harold and Kumar. Yeah. So I picked up the DVD and I started looking at the case, and I was like, "I think I would enjoy this." So I bought it and I watched it that night at work and I loved it. It's so fun. The concept is so great. For anyone who doesn't know, um, the main character's mother starred in basically a Friday the 13th ripoff, like an old slasher film. Uh, spoiler alert, she dies in the beginning of the movie. And uh, they have this anniversary, like what is it, 20th anniversary or whatever, screening of the <laughs> horror movie. And through a series of events yeah. her and her friends end up in the movie 
and yeah. <laughs> they have to uh, defy all the horror movie tropes and try and save themselves. And of course, she tries to save the the character her mom played. It's a really good movie. It was really fun. Yeah, it really really smart. It reminded me like obviously it's not on the level of Scream, but the same sort of um, horror film awareness. Yeah, I really enjoyed that movie. That was one of the ones like I didn't. I wasn't gonna talk about all those movies, but that was one of the ones I thought I would definitely recommend to you. The other one, have you heard of or know anything about Deathgasm? I've heard of, haven't seen. I heard of the title a while back, and I saw the cover, and I thought that looks fucking lame. But man, honestly, I think that is one of the funniest horror comedies I've ever seen. Like, really? I I would probably put that in my top five already. Which is fucking bold, but just listen to the listen to the the concept of this. Okay, for starters, it's a New Zealand horror comedy, which that New Zealand sort of delivery makes everything just a little bit funnier. Anyway, um, the idea is there's these guys in like a a gloom metal band sort of thing, right? And they accidentally through playing this song uh, summon a demon and that's the whole setup like the first half of the movie is more of a comedy about these guys in a metal band and the second half is absolute like evil dead style gore where they've summoned this demon and they're trying to fight it off and it is the best description is like the original well not the original more like army of darkness meets flight of the concords it's fucking amazing. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I highly recommend that one. I Honestly, I'd recommend anything on that list. Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse is really fun, too. I think that one would definitely be up your alley. And that, that, one's, that one's on Netflix, too, so it's pretty accessible. Ooh. Accessible, yeah. Yep. Uh... Otherwise, that's 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 what I've been watching. Just I've mostly stuff. just been watching um, Simpsons Treehouse of Horror all week. Oh, that's a good call too. How, did yep. they they release a new one yet? I haven't seen the new one. I've just been rewatching the first uh, twenty seasons. Oh, okay, I haven't seen them all. I've, I've seen I've seen a good many. I've, I've seen more Treehouse of Horror than I've seen Simpsons. I think. Yeah. Um. I enjoyed the one a few years back they did with the uh, the crossover where the Simpsons were being haunted by like the old animation style Simpsons. Yeah. And uh, at the end of it, they brought in like the animation style of all these other cartoons. I enjoyed that one a lot. I love Treehouse Four. It's, it's a lot of fun. I, I really should be watching more of that. That's actually a really good idea for the for the rest of the month, the next week or so. A lot of them are really hyper aware. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like there's room to make a lot of uh, references and jokes that they wouldn't normally do in The Simpsons. Yeah. Okay. You want to do this? Want to get into our? Yep. Top five horror movies of all time. 
had you yeah. had you uh, do you have any trouble putting this list together? Uh, I've made a few changes since I first made up the list because I've I've been like, no, this movie, no, that movie, oh, this movie should be on there. Yeah. So I'm after editing my list several times. I mean, you ask me like three days after we record this, I might be like, oh, this movie. Yeah. So it, I find it really hard to narrow it down to just like five best, but I gave it my best shot. Yeah, it was, it was tough, I gotta say. I, uh, I think the list looks pretty much the same as when I first wrote it down, but it changed a lot. Like, <laughs> a lot of stuff went in and out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're gonna trade off on this one, go back and forth, I guess? Sure. Okay, um, I guess I'll start it. Why not? Uh, my no- number five. Brains fo- Before Beauty. What was that? I said Brains Before Beauty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, uh, I saw your, I saw your post on Instagram last night with the, uh, what is it? Ugly guy cooks things, or yeah, ugly guy cooks stuff. Yeah, there you go. I uh, I, I was <laughs> I was at work, so I didn't really get a chance to uh, do what I wanted. But I was going to find a picture or take a picture of some ugly ass food and and come back at you with guy cooks ugly stuff. But nice, which is more in line with my cooking abilities. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's start this off. Speaking of um, ugly stuff, my number five pick is Alien. Ooh. Yeah, my what my cooking skills would would end up more in the line of a chestburster. Uh, I had to I had to put Alien in here because, like, I I wasn't sure if it met my top five. But at the same time, there's just so many fucking iconic scenes alone in that movie. Between scenes, quotes, scenes, quotes. I mean, the cast alone is unreal. Like, yeah. And I don't know. Like, I a lot of people talk about the second one, the James Cameron Aliens, but Ridley Scott's original is easily my favorite. Yeah. Uh, let me see. I mean, Scorning Weaver, John Hurt, Harry Dean Stanton, all in the same movie. That's that's unreal. <laughs> back in the seventies, back in their prime, right? I mean, uh, this was one of I I think one of the earliest roles a lot of people knew John Hurt from. And. Uh, I don't know, man. It's one of the original Ridley Scott movies. That guy went on to do some great stuff, but that—that's like I talked about it in our first one when we was on. Our, we talked about villains, and that xenomorph, man, having something that huge, silent, silently creeping around in the dark in the, in the the in that ship. I don't know, man. It's uh, it's hard to top. 
It it was uh, it, only number five on my top five horror, but I think if I was going with top five sci-fi, it would probably go a little higher. Um, anyway. Alien actually never made my list. No, it almost didn't no. make mine. I I had a couple, um, a couple others that were kind of in and out. Cool. My turn. Yep. All right. My number five. I said Child's Play. Nice. That one didn't make my list. Um. I mean, how many people have a fear of dolls? <laughs> Don't even talk about it, man. Right? And, like, <sighs> movies that play on legitimate fears of people are great. And it spawned this big cult following and, like, an entire franchise. Child's Play is one of the few horror movies that can actually make me have nightmares. Yep. I love watching movies, but yeah, I will actually have nightmares that involve Chucky. Child's Play is creepy in that way of like, whenever there's something small and sort of childish that may kill you. <laughs> it's creepy as shit. Yeah, well, I mean... <sighs> it's it's the same reason that uh, Children of the Corn and uh, that one specific scene in Insidious with the tiptoe through the, you know, that, that whole scene. Yeah. It's the reason that those things are so creepy. There's something fucking unsettling about that shit. Yeah, something that's supposed to be innocent. Yes, exactly. But, I mean, I've watched, like, featurettes on the Child's Play series, and those things have become, like, a family enterprise. Like, um, Brad Dourif, who voiced Chucky all through the series and played uh, Charles Lee Ray in the first one on, like, in that opening scene where he gets killed and transfers himself into the doll. Uh, the last two uh, Chucky movies, the girl that he's after is played by Brad Dourif's daughter. Oh, really? Yep, Fiona Dourif. Didn't know that. And, yeah, I was talking about how, like, um, like, the puppeteers and, oh my god, like their family members get involved and I like I can't get enough of this franchise I really do need to watch the rest I've only seen the original uh up until Bride of Chucky is where it starts getting kind of silly and less scary yeah I mean the they kind of decline as the series goes on. Yeah, as, as Cena Chucky is probably the worst one in my opinion, and then yeah, we talked uh, about that. Cult <laughs> are a little bit better than that. Okay, but they're definitely all worth the watch. 
like the ones that are cheesy, I consider to be horror comedies. Okay. So, yeah, they're still worth the watch. You just gotta not get disappointed when they're stupid instead of scary. Yeah, I hear you. So many people let that ruin movies. They're like, oh, oh this isn't scary, it's stupid, I don't wanna watch it. Like, no, man, just sit back, take it for what it is, leave your expectations at the door, and just enjoy the fucking movie. Yep, I agree. Just because the first three were scary doesn't mean, you know, the fifth one has to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> oh, anyway, I'm moving along. Yep. Uh, let me see. I think the next two probably have the highest chance of also being on your list, in my okay. opinion. Uh, my number four is the original Evil Dead. So I'm not I'm not sure if that That one, is not on my list. But is any are any of the sequels? No. Oh really? Okay. Well, uh, this one wasn't on the list when I originally did this up. Uh, I thought about it after and I said shit, I can't I can't leave it out. Um, I put in the original because it's the most horror of the the trilogy. I mean, we talked about it before. Army of Darkness is pretty much a comedy, and Evil Dead Two is more of a horror comedy. But uh, everyone talks about the series for the laughs and the jokes, but that like I can't think of a better cabin horror movie than the original Evil Dead. Oh yeah, like it's it's the original, and not only that, but it's fuck it. It's iconic. It's actually creepy. Um, they they make a great use of the the setting. They the so many horror movies don't go into enough detail about where it takes place, and you don't get a full feel of the setting. But that Evil Dead cabin, like I feel like I've almost been there. You know. I mean, if you look past the campy effects. Yeah. In that movie, it it's a great horror movie. It is, and I mean the budget was not a big budget, so you can really forgive the effects. And, and honestly, it's impressive what they did for so with with so little. Hell yeah! And this movie introduced the world to Bruce Campbell, so I mean it's got to get some major props for that. Exactly, and like. This guy's an icon within the subculture. 100%. He's a fucking legend. And so is Sam Raimi in his own right. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, Bruce Campbell has had, like, numerous cameos. Like, he's had all these other movies. Like, have you watched uh, the series, Ash vs. Evil Dead? I'm still getting around to it, man. I've got the first season here. No, I, um, I, I, I borrowed it from you and then never got around to watching it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I actually, when my parents asked me what I wanted for Christmas, I told them I wanted season two. Nice. So hopefully I get that. Because I really enjoyed that show. I really need to watch it. I know I'm going to like it. It's just a matter of 
sitting down and doing it. Uh, have, yeah. you ever, have you ever seen Bubba, Bubba Hotep? It's been a while. It's been a while for me too, but man, that was a fun movie too. Oh yeah. I have. I don't know if I've ever seen a uh, a, a movie of his that I didn't like. Honestly. I used to have uh, Bruce Campbell's autobiography actually. Uh, if Chins Could Kill, Confessions of a B-Movie Actor. I've been meaning to read that. But it got ruined in a flood. Oh, that's awful. Yeah, but from what I can remember, it was really interesting, and he was like, there were like hand-drawn diagrams and stuff like that in the book um, describing how certain scenes of the Evil Dead were shot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really cool, cool stuff. Okay, what do you got for number four? I said Friday the Thirteenth. Nice. Now I didn't really want to pick a particular movie in this franchise. I mean, the third—it's not until the third one that Jason gets his iconic hockey mask yep. when he kills Shelley. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know when the last time I heard a guy named Shelley was, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, Friday Thirteenth. Just the body count Jason has that we've talked about before. Like even people who don't watch horror movies, well, a lot of people. If you play like that little sound clip that. Like that little creepy sound yeah. that happens when Jason's working. Yeah, the they t- know t- where it's from. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Did, uh, go back a bit here. Did you notice that they they use that in the uh, final girls as well? Yes, that was good. I like I liked how they they did that. <laughs> They weren't trying to hide the fact at all that they were a Friday 13th spoof. I mean, the killer's name was Billy, so, yeah, it was... Yeah. <laughs> they were hiding shit. Um, no. So, basically, you put it on the list as a series, no particular movie, or... Um... If you, if you had to pick one... If I had to pick one from the franchise, well, uh, probably the first one. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, it's pretty classic. It is pretty classic. It's the only one where Jason's not the killer. Yeah. But I think it's the easiest one for me to pick to put on this list. Fair enough. Although I fucking love the second one and the third one, he gets his mask. And I mean, yeah. I can find a bright side in almost any of them. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Even the seventh one with psychic powers. The which one? Seven. Oh, okay. I gotta I gotta watch that psychic powers. New blood, yeah. Oh my. Well, I mean. <laughs> I guess psychic powers aren't anything compared to Jason being literally out in space. <laughs> yeah, really though. And androids wanting nipples. 
Yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Oh How my. could you forget? That's <laughs> fucking burned into my mind. I, I was so distracted by all the other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you got anything else to say about that one? No. Okay. We can move on. Okay. This My number three is the one I'm expecting is probably on your list somewhere. Uh, number three for me is Scream. That's actually one of the ones that did make my list, but I changed it. Oh. I, I have a suspicion. I felt something was a bit more deserving. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, like you, I, f- I feel like you're more familiar with Scream than I am. Uh, oh, God, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I fucking love this movie. I really do. And I had to put something of Wes Craven in here. Uh, that's that's one of the things with my list. I, I have something from five very, very talented uh, filmmakers, in my opinion, that all are deserving of this. Um, I won't reveal the others, but so far, Wes Craven, Sam Raimi, and Ridley Scott. Um, I, I have a feeling who at least one of the others is. Yeah. Actually, I might be able to guess both of them. Okay, okay. Well, uh, we'll when we come to them, we'll be, uh, we'll see. Uh, okay. Or yeah, okay. Um, my my top three were set in stone from the beginning. Actually, Scream, and then the other two. Uh, but Scream is just so fucking smart. That's the thing that gets me about this movie. Like, it's it's awareness of horror films and uh, especially with uh, fucking Jamie Kennedy's character what's his name? Um, Randy yes uh, especially with his awareness of him they, they managed to include that they managed to uh, make fun of all the tropes but at the same time be an effective and scary horror movie it's it's fucking I don't know it, it's it's unre- It's amazing that they were. Ma- they this movie even exists. Oh yeah. I don't know, man. Scream is Scream is something I can. I feel like I could watch at any time and be in the mood for. I've been trying to get my hands on a ghost face voice changer for years. Like I've tried oh. to find apps on the phone and everything. Oh. You could have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be single for the rest of my life because no girl would ever put up with me calling her repeatedly being like, what's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. Okay, what do you got? What's your number three? Number three, I said Dawn of the Dead. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that one's on my list. <laughs> I kind of suspected. Oh man, George. When you said the thing about the iconic directors, I assumed that George Romero was one of them. Yeah. The late George Romero that we lost this year. Sadly, yeah. yeah. But, uh, I mean, you can't think of zombies without thinking of George Romero. God, no. Like, the guy is the godfather of the dead basically yeah really though 
like when I think of zombie movies, anything to do with zombies, he's the first person that comes to mind. Yep, hundred percent. Yeah. Like even in a band that you and I played in back in the day. Yep. Um, a band that I started and you later joined. Um, that played several horror themed songs. Um, we were talking about logo ideas and we had this uh, zombie creature thing that someone on Deviant Art or something designed for us. Mm-hmm. And when we were trying to like think about like names for our little zombie logo mascot thing, Chris just said, "Let's just call him George." I never, you know, I never knew that. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool. I like that actually. Because when we thought of zombies, that was the first thing we thought of. Yeah, yeah, that's good. I like that. Yeah, and not only that, but George Romero made some great movies, aside from his dead films. I mean, oh, yeah. granted, I do think Dawn of the Dead was his best work, but like, uh, I mean, The Crazies, The Crazies was a great movie. Yep. And the remake was fun, too. But, uh, I mean, he's done more that I haven't got around to. I've heard Martin was really good. But, uh... He was just a fantastic filmmaker. Oh, he was. I never got around to watching Survival of the Dead. Survival of the Dead? I have it here. Is it any good? It's not bad. Like, uh, how would you hold it up to Land and Diary? Been a long time since I've seen Survival or Diary. Yeah. Um, the ones I've watched most frequently are Dawn and Land. Okay. Yeah, those are the ones I by far watched the most. I I think I think I probably watched Day of the Dead a little more than Land. Okay. That was a really fun movie too, but again, nothing compares to Dawn of the Dead and uh, something I've always wanted to do. Well, I, since I found this out, uh, down in Pittsburgh. If you go to Pittsburgh, you can actually go to the mall from Dawn of the Dead. It's it's still open. Wow. It's an actual shopping mall, and you can go there. And uh, funny enough, it's not that far of a drive from the cemetery from Night of the Living Dead. So. Well, I have some facts about George Romero here that I found kind of interesting. Okay, go for it. He had a cameo appearance in Songs of the Lambs as one of Hannibal Lecter's jailers. Really? Yep. In 1998, he directed a live-action commercial promoting Resident Evil 2. That's weird. I thought it was pretty cool. Like, oh, like the game? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 90s, yeah. Oh, that's really cool, actually. 
I, th I thought you were saying he, he directed a, a commercial for somebody else's movie. I was really fucking confused. <laughs> no. It's like, you know what? Uh, we're just going to bring in a, a better director to try and sell this thing. <laughs> yeah. No, that's really cool. I want to see that now. And uh, there was... Where is that? Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. There it is. Uh, I'm looking at his filmography right now. There were a couple more that I really did want to see and I never got around to. Pretty sure he did, um... Didn't he do the music video for Scream by the Misfit? Oh, fuck, I don't know, man, maybe. <laughs> I'm not that familiar with uh, music video directors or music videos in general. I don't even know if I've seen that. Um, another another interesting note here. Um, of course, the uh, another great thing about this movie is that the effects were done by uh, Jesus. What's that guy's name? He plays a biker in the movie. Um, uh, Tom Savini. Tom Savini. There you go. And Tom Savini is one of those guys. Like, if you don't know him you should really look into him because oh, let me see I gotta get his uh, I gotta get up here he, he's appeared in a lot of great horror movies and he's mostly been the effects guy for I mean he, he's probably the greatest special effects guy of all time okay makeup artist slash special effects technician for Dawn of the Dead the original Friday the 13th uh, yep let me see, Creep Show, which is fucking awesome. Oh man, Creep Show. Creep Show, I forgot about, and maybe would have been in the top five here. I love Creep Show. Creep Show is good. I'd, okay, Creep Show is probably top ten. Uh, Friday Thirteenth, Final Chapter, Day of the Dead, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, Creep Show Two. Man, this guy does effect. It did effects for basically like all the best horror movies of the seventies and eighties. And acted in uh, Dawn of the Dead, Creep Show again. Uh, I know him from from Dust Till Dawn. Like he's... he was in uh, Machete too. Yeah, yeah. He shows up in a lot of uh, Robert Rodriguez's films. Alongside, yeah. Alongside Danny Trejo and you know all those regulars from those movies. Anyway, want to move right along? Let's give her. Okay, so that was your number three, right? Yes. Okay, my number two, I guess revealing my number one because it's not Dawn of the Dead. Uh, my number two pick is John Carpenter's The Thing. I knew it was going to be Carpenter. I mean, you, you can't leave John Carpenter out of this list. And as much as Halloween really is uh, one of the most important horror movies of all time. I think The Thing is 
I don't know, man. The thing's my favorite by him for sure. That's fair. I don't know, man. There's there's just so much to love about this movie. Uh, the the special effects and the gore done on the various incarnations of the monster. Uh, you got your young bearded Kurt Russell starring in this thing. Uh, I mean, the 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 scene with the uh, with the fucking what do you call them? Not the beakers, but the. The, the, you know the, the scene where they're they're testing everyone's blood, right? Yeah. I, I don't know how to describe that scene, but man, that is one of the most suspenseful scenes I've ever seen in a movie. And it's just so fucking cool. And, and again, like like I said with Evil Dead, the setting of just out in the Arctic like that, man. Just the isolation of it, yeah. and knowing that like help is so far away. Exactly. Yeah. It's like being in space. You're trapped. Yeah. And honestly, like, it's it's kind of like Alien in that sense because it, it reminds me, like, I, I almost put those two movies in the same category. You know what I mean? Like, they, they, they both have that suspenseful, dark isolation. And, I mean, they're both sci-fi horror, so that helps too, but, you know... Um, I f- <laughs> I was just looking at the cast. I forgot Wilford Brimley was in it. <laughs> uh, I think that's a good note to end the thing on. What do you got for number two? <laughs> number two, I said The Exorcist. Oh man, that was a close one for me too. I mean, it's pretty hard to make a top horror movies list without mentioning The Exorcist. Yep. No, you're right. It's so classic and iconic with the whole, like, oh, just ragging in the bed and, like, gashes on her face and just, like, her skin pallor and the vomit and, oh. Yep. That's, uh, that's, an absolute solid pick. I mean, how many things that have been like touching on horror, spoofing horror, or whatever, have done the whole like head spinning around thing that oh, man. they did. The amount, the amount of uh, horror jokes that have been made that or references that jokes, spoofs, homages that have played off The Exorcist, like. You can't count them. No. You really can't. Uh-uh. So I felt it was very necessary to have the exercise on this list. That, that one came so close uh, that literally like half an hour before we were we started recording this, I was deciding between Alien and The Exorcist for my number five. Nice. Very close. And now we're on to number ones. And, uh, well, we, you know mine, but I feel like I might know yours. I feel like there's a, there's a certain... What do you think, mine? I feel like there's a certain series that you are a fan of that is nowhere on... Uh, no, wait a second. Wait a second, no. Oh, I don't know anymore. 
because you don't have a Halloween movie or a, or a Scream movie on there yet. I don't know which one it is. <laughs> oh, shit. You left one of those out. Wow. Uh, okay. I took Scream off my list. Okay, I'll, see, when you said that, I wasn't sure if you meant that you took uh, the series off or if you took the original off to put on Scream 2, because I know you're a big fan of the second one. I am, but I took this series off my list and replaced it with Dawn of the Dead. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, well, I mean, I don't feel like there's anything else I can touch on with Dawn of the Dead. It is easily my favorite horror movie ever made. It's the only... Honestly, it's it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I'd put that in my top five films of all time, which is hard, a hard list to make because my top five is pretty much everything Edgar Wright's ever made. <laughs> like I, I don't. I'm not exaggerating when I say that my top three movies of all time are the three Edgar Wright, Sean, uh, not Sean, Simon Pegg, Nick Frost movies. Yeah. Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, and uh, The World's End. But Dawn of the Dead would definitely be rounding out that five. And uh, I, I mean, we talked about it at. at quite a bit there. I don't know what else to touch on. It's, uh, again, with, with all these movies, this the setting, it really helps it, and then that, that fucking mall. Really, oh, God. Man. I don't know, man. I can't, I can't even, I can't elaborate anymore on Dawn of the Dead. What do you got for your number one? I assume it's, I'm, I'm gonna guess Halloween, maybe? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, it, it is Halloween. <laughs> I, I, I That's kinda, no surprise. I'd be shocked if you left out Halloween and Scream, man. <laughs> yeah, I I wanted to put Scream on here, but I felt that Don was more deserving. Yeah, that's fair. But, yeah, like you, I needed to have some John Carpenter on this list. He's the, he's the greatest. I know, honestly... George A. Romero, if he had, like, the only only thing keeping George A. Romero from being, in my opinion, the greatest horror director is that he it's it's all zombie. Like, he's definitely yeah. the master of zombies, for sure. But yeah. John Carpenter, he, I mean, one second, let me just get this out. Uh... Halloween, The Thing, The Fog, uh, fucking Christine, They Live, and I mean, not to mention Escape from New York, Big Trouble in Little China, the guy is a fucking, he, he can do anything with horror, he can touch on any yep. subject, and he, he excels at it. He can. I mean, I kind of wanted to put a Claude Barker film on here too, but... Yeah, I know what you're saying. Short of a list. Yeah, but to be fair, the fact that you even considered Clive Barker is impressive, considering the guy's originally an author. Yeah, he's a good writer too. Hellbound Heart is amazing. I, but I mean, Halloween, the babysitter murders. Yep. It's. Ah, it's the perfect movie for the season. Yep, it really is. 
they several characters in the franchise just refer to Michael Myers as the boogeyman. Yep. And uh, he's got to get some extra props for creating that iconic theme music. Who, John Carpenter? Yeah. Yeah. That piano theme mm-hmm. is... Oh. Did you know... For a while, that was my ringtone on my phone. Did you know with the uh, the new Bloomhouse Halloween film starring Jamie Lee Curtis coming out next year, did you know that John Carpenter is an executive producer and he's doing the music? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, man. I like the sound of that. I know. It's going to be good, for sure. Hell yes. Well, that runs out our top fives. Uh, quick recap, I guess mine, uh, Alien, Evil Dead, Scream, The Thing, and Dawn of the Dead. And mine was Child's Play, Friday the 13th, Dawn of the Dead, The Exorcist, and Halloween. Only one crossover. Yeah, but I, I, mean, I expected maybe two. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... That being said, I mean, I think we got a pretty fucking solid list there of some of, yeah. the, some of the greatest horror movies ever made, for sure. I the, the one thing I was really, really torn on was when I, when I thought about where Get Out fell. Because I did say on the previous episode that I thought Get Out was the greatest horror movie made from the year 2000 on. Yeah. So, putting it on there was really would be really bold since it just came out like less than a year ago. But at the same time, not putting it on there means that there hasn't been one of the greatest horror movies ever made within the last like twenty years. So I was kind of back and forth. So yeah, I, I figured I'd leave it out, and I I I do think the Get Out has potential to be up there with some time. Yeah. Anyway, that was uh, that was cool. I'm glad we got around to doing that. Uh, now let's get into some fun stuff. We're gonna talk about our personal spookiest experiences. Hells yes. You have many of these. I have a few, but not too many. I've got a I've got a couple of good ones. I I was back and forth on which one to to use here, but I feel like this one has the most uh, I don't know. It's the the most traditional, effective sort of story. Uh, so I'm gonna go first on this one. Um, yeah. Back in high school, I guess it was. Yeah, it must have been high school. Um, a friend of mine always made claims about his house being haunted um, now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name names here or anything but uh, he lived in a house that was originally built and originally lived in by the captain of the SS caribou the original Ooh. the original one that's that sank uh, captain Benjamin Taverner so that was what he always referred to the ghost as. He called him 
you know, Captain Tav, I believe, was the uh, the the joking name. And I mean, he he told stories all the time, but I always half believed he was maybe full of shit. But um, this one night, uh, we had a couple people over, and we were all hanging out and watching movies and playing guitar and whatever. And a couple of us were supposed to stay there, but people backed out, and you know they they left. But it ended up being just me and my friend, and uh, it was maybe fucking two two thirty in the morning. We're like, ah, let's call it a night. Fuck it. So um, I, you know, I helped him tidy up a bit and shut off the lights. And as I was doing this, he went around and locked up. And I clearly saw him both lock the door and lock the deadbolt. To be to be clear here, his parents were out of town, and his younger brother was staying at a friend's house in Almort. Okay. Nobody with a key in town. Maybe his grandparents, but I mean, come on, right? So yeah. We went upstairs. Uh, at the top of the stairs is the guest room. Down the hall was his bedroom. So I said, okay, man, good night, I'll see you in the morning. And he shut his door, and I went in and I got in bed. And maybe 15, 20 minutes later, which is pretty close to 3 a.m., funny enough, the front door slammed shut. But, I mean, that thing was deadbolted. I saw it. Nobody went downstairs. It slammed and then the porch door slammed, the living room door slammed, there were these loud, thunderous footsteps storming around downstairs, doors slamming, and then I heard footsteps storming up the stairs. And wow. I, I know, this is, this is crazy, I've never experienced anything like this in my life. And when they got to the top of the stairs, everything stopped, and it was dead silent. And I was fucking shitting my pants. So I waited and I waited and nothing happened. And there was never another sound. There was never another footstep leading away from basically right outside the door. So the next morning I I got up and was like, uh, did you happen to hear anything last night? And he's like, yeah, man, that happens like once a month. And I was like, shit, man. Yeah. <laughs> So that's my personal spookiest, and believe me when I say I have other experiences that I would put on that level. That's that's the most traditional sort of ghost story I have. So uh, that's mine. What do you got? Um, I thought about my experiences where me and my friends have gone out to an abandoned summer camp Ooh, in the area. Really. Yeah, the place is all fucking destroyed, and there's, like, pentagram spray-painted places, and, like, torn-up Bibles strewn everywhere, and... Shit. Yeah, it's pretty creepy at night. I thought about that, but, um, I had to go with some of the experiences I had when I worked at the swimming pool in oh, our hometown. I've heard many a story about that swimming pool. 
And actually, um, uh, before you get started, I'm not going to tell a story here, but I'm just going to say that I, I'm inclined to believe these stories because I worked summer sports, and I definitely encountered shit as well. Yeah, like, a lot of the times, especially when it's not hockey season, yeah. the lifeguard and pool staff are responsible for locking up the entire building. Yes. So, even sometimes during hockey season, like, you go through, you make sure, like, everyone's out of all the dressing rooms in the hockey arena, you make sure all the lights are off, all the doors are locked to, like, the main parts of the arena and whatnot. But, um, it got to the point where, um, they had these big flashlights, like, the ones where it's, like, it has the handle and, like, the big yep. ball on top, like... Okay, yep, yep. Yeah, like, the big, powerful, bright flashlights. Yep. And they had those for the pool staff to go take with them when they went out and checked the hockey dressing rooms. Oh, yeah. And no one wanted to go out there by themselves. While I was working there, like, everyone had these uneasy feelings out there, like, they were being watched. So, like, one night, me and another guy went out there, and both of us went down and checked all the dressing rooms, and we went together. And we got down to the furthest one from the door, down uh, dressing room six, right next to the Zamboni. Yep. And we checked that room, and as soon as we made sure the lights were off in that room, like, both of us just had this instinct to just run. And, like, without saying a word to each other, both of us just took off at the exact same moment and just sprinted back to where the canteen was. And as soon as we got out of, like, the ice rink part of the stadium, like, we both stopped and looked at each other and was like, why did you run? Why did you run? I just had, like, this instinct that just told me to run. It felt like something was watching us from, like, behind some of the seats and the bleachers. And, like, we both had the same feeling. But there was one night where we were locking up. The stadium part was already locked off. The door connecting the pool area to the stadium area was locked already. The last swim was over. We thought everyone was out of the dressing rooms. Uh, We locked the doors to the building so no one else could come in. So it was just the two of us in the building, the two lifeguards. And we're out counting the cash. And... Um, we heard what sounded like a locker door slam in one of the change rooms. Yeah. And so we were like, oh shit, there's still a person here. So just in case they were injured, like we took off running, but we didn't know which change room it came from. So for people who don't know the layout of this, when you're coming out from the pool there's a little doorway and then it branches into like there's a little corridor and it branches to the right is the male change room to the left 
is the female change room and then the family change room. So I go in the male change room and my coworker goes in the family change room. And all the locker doors are shut. No people in there. Both of us come out, we meet in the middle, and both of us go in the female change room to check. We're singing out, saying like, hello, anyone in there? No response. We go in. Again, all the locker doors shut like we did, closing all the locker doors to make it look nice and presentable when we were mopping the floors and everything, getting ready to close. And as we're both in the female change room, we hear a splash like someone just did a cannonball into the pool. And we're like, oh, shit, they're in the water. There's not supposed to be anyone in the water right now. So we both, like, dart out to the pool deck to tell whoever's there, like, yo, get out of the fucking pool. You're supposed to be gone. There's no one there and not a ripple on the water. Both of us get so freaked out. We went in. We finished doing up the cash for the night from, like, the profits that came in. We take the float and the profits, chuck them in the safe, finish locking up, get out of there as quickly as we fucking could because we were both just so creeped out by the whole situation. Man, I've heard that story before, but I didn't know you were there. Yeah? Yeah, I think whoever you worked with that night might have told me that story. I can't remember who I was working with. I've, there's a couple people in mind that it might have been. Uh, I'm not sure, maybe, like, because, I, I mean, there's there was a lot of people you worked with that I was, I was friends with as well, right? Yeah, like Jeremy Lane yeah. and... Uh, you. I guess you worked with Matt Ingram as well, right? Matt Ingram, yeah. Yeah, so it might have been one of them. It might have been. Did you ever work with Rory? Um... He was kind of coming on as I was okay. leaving. I think I might have trained him oh, okay, right gotcha. before I left. Yeah, so probably not him, but uh, I've yeah, I've definitely heard the story from like a firsthand account. I worked with Jeremy. I worked with Matt. Uh, the night that uh, we were checking the dressing rooms and we both sprinted out of there, I believe it was John Prosser I was working with that night. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah. Still, lots of people have had lots of experiences closing up that place. I'll tell you one. I'll tell you one quick experience I had there uh, in that it just in the stadium itself. Uh, with summer sports, they always do a sleepover, so spending the yep. night in the stadium, of course. And uh, they used to do it in I don't remember the name of the room, but the one that's right up in the corner of uh, in the stadium, overlooking the uh, the rink. You know what I, mean? um, I forget what they used to call that room. There's a, there's a name on it now. Yeah. I forget what we used to call it. I think we just used to call it the multi-purpose room. Yes. But there's yeah. a name on it. It's named after someone. Now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the room. Okay. So, uh, we would sleep in shifts, of course. And I got a, a pretty late one. I was up. And it was supposed to be two of us awake between, like, three and five or something like that. And all the kids were sleeping in their sleeping bags. And the other counselor that I was chatting with fell asleep. And it must have been about 4 o'clock in the morning. And after she fell asleep, I kid you not, you know those the handles on the doors there? 
they're sort of yep. like a, a silver hook you have to twist down and then open. Yeah. The door, about 10 feet to my right, out, out by the rink, the handle started wiggling and going back and forth like someone was trying to force their way into the room. Jesus. Yeah. And as soon as like I heard the noise, I recognized the noise because it's the same noise, you know, someone's locked out and you got to go let them in. And there was nobody else in that fucking building, and that happened. And as soon as I turned around and looked out the window to where the door led, it stopped. And, man, that place is definitely haunted, like 100%. Oh, yeah. I have zero doubt in my mind that there's something going on there. Yeah. So, uh... Next thing we're going to do is the thing that we think should be a horror movie. And you said that yours might have played into your spookiest experience? Yep. Okay, so you you can go ahead with yours then. Well, my idea is, um, and it could be done like a found footage type thing, but I was thinking group of teens, um find this guy who works at the pool and they're like hey like why don't we like get him to sneak us in and he very reluctantly does it because he's like alright like you know you guys don't usually talk to me that much but you know you're more popular than I am maybe I'll make friends type bullshit and they sneak into the pool after hours using his keys of course. And once they're in, they can't get out because some supernatural force is keeping the doors locked yep. and whatnot. And one by one, they all start to die. Like, someone gets drowned, someone, like, something else happens. Like, they can all get separated and scattered throughout the entire arena. Yep. Well, I mean, that is a that definitely is an original setting for a horror movie. Yeah, I mean, there have been movies that have done, like, the pool setting, but have that entire arena with, like, the weight room and the pool and, like, curling rink. <laughs> <laughs> that could be fun, actually. I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah, like, someone comes out, like, looking for their friend in the curling rink. And all oh. the lights are off, and oh, they're just like, they can't see right down at the end. They can just see like a silhouette, and they're like singing out to their friend to be like, hey, that you? Come here. And like, their friend's head slides down the, I, slides down the thing like a curling rock and like lands near the center of the thing by their feet. Yep, yep. I've got a title, <laughs> I've got a title for you. What is it? Jason Bloom Presents. Complex. <laughs> I love it. You you got to make everything sound sinister just by shortening it to one word. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's the trick. Uh, James Wan presents <laughs> Rink. <laughs> there you go. That's a good one. Uh, I've got two ideas for mine personally, and. One is a real event. I'm going to save that for last. But the first one is just a book. Uh, The book is called The Troop by Nick Cutter. 
and it okay. is it is one of the most grotesque things I've ever read. It needs to be a horror movie. It's the setting is uh, it's PEI actually. Uh, right. I know. I think they're, the author's from Toronto. Um, so the the idea is a group of Boy Scouts and their scout leader go for their uh, their regular trip over to this island. They do like a weekend camping trip once a year or something like that, right? And a mysterious stranger with a fucking grotesque virus shows up on the island and one by one they get infected and the, uh, the virus causes them to want to eat everything in sight but like it wastes away their body at the same time and it it is one of the grossest things I've ever read like honestly the the descriptiveness in that book is grosser than anything I've ever seen in a movie for sure it's fucking it's hard to read but oh man it would make a great fucking movie um but I want to end this on something I'm surprised no one has taken advantage of and done a big horror movie about. Okay. Settle in, because this is creepy as shit. Have you ever, okay. heard, have you ever heard of the Dyatlov Pass incident? I don't think so. Okay. So, on February 2nd, 1959, in Russia, of course, uh, nine hikers... Um, all professors at a local university were trekking through the mountains of Russia. They stopped to camp for the night, and some nobody knows because some at some point during the night, something caused all nine of them to tear their way out of their tents and run away from their campsite. All nine of them died, um, and it's weird because they were. Six of them died from hypothermia. One of them had a fractured skull. Another had brain damage, but no sign of any injury on the outside of his head. And the last one had her tongue and eyes removed. Um, Jesus. That one obviously had some outer injuries because, I mean, her tongue and eyes were missing, part of her face was missing, but most of the others didn't show any external signs of injury at all. Just things like broken chest bones and fractured skulls and shit like that. And some of them were naked, like, some of them were fucking miles away from their campsite, and nobody knows what happened. There's no sign of an avalanche, anything like that. Nobody knows. And I don't know why no one has made this into a movie. It's one of the creepiest things that has ever happened, in my opinion. Nice. And it's absolute fact. I mean, nothing there is disputable. You can look up the... There's autopsy pictures if you want to see that, but it's fucking rough. Um, yeah. Uh, moral of the story is don't go to Russia, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One more reason not to go to Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, damn, there goes my weekend plan. 
And don't go to Russia and don't go camping on islands in PEI, I guess. And stay away from swimming pools. Yep. All of these things will kill you. Yep. Summer camps, swimming pools. And Russia. Russia. <laughs> oh. Yeah, well, that's our uh, that's our final horror episode for the, for the month. Yep. I'm kind of sad to see it gone. We're going to have to, if, you know, hopefully this podcast is still going next year, we're going to have to do it again. Hell yeah. Maybe we can try some horror fan casting. Maybe rank some series or something like that. Yeah, like maybe trying to think of someone... Who could someone besides Brad Dorif who could voice Chucky? Ooh. Uh, that would be a good one. Well, well, we'll wait and see how the trial goes. But uh, if all turns out well, maybe Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would that would make the movie so much creepier. Yup. Mm. Yes, it would. Yep. Um. Now at the uh, at the end of the episode, now let's uh, address. Um, the, we're recording this on a Wednesday, October twenty fifth. Yes, we're gonna wait until this. This isn't coming out till the next Monday. Um, yeah. So that will be. So the thirtieth. Yeah, there you go. Day before Halloween, which is pretty fitting. Um, so of course there was no episode last week, which is this week. It's weird. It's weird referring to your current time as the past. Um, but um, we're still going to go ahead with the Stranger Things review uh, next week once uh, yeah. you get back from St. John's. And hopefully you get a chance to see Thor Ragnarok so we can do uh, a duel. I already have tickets to Thor Ragnarok. Perfect. And I'm in the process of lining up friends to go see various horror movies with me while I'm in St. John's. Nice. Because Emily doesn't like horror movies. Yep. So I'm hopefully going to see Jigsaw. Yep. Which starts on the 28th. Mm Mm-hmm. As well as The Snowman. Oh, that looks good. And shit, what was the other one? Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day. That one, I want to see so fucking bad. That looks so good. So, um, Emily said that she has a lot of class and projects and assignments to do for university. So, my plan is, like, even if I can't find friends to go with me, just, like, pick a day when Emily's going to be really busy with class and homework and shit, and I will... I'll go to three horror movies in one day by myself at the theater if I can't find anyone else to go. Man, when, when I lived in St. John's, I had a lot of... Um, there were a lot of times where I would be free and Charlotte would be working. So I had a system down for going to movies by myself. I used to go in, get myself a popcorn and pop, and depending on the price of the combo and whatever, I'd get a bag of M&M's with it. I'd go on the side, right above the stairs, when you get those two seats together. Yeah. I'd sit on the outside. I'd put my jacket and popcorn on the inside. And then I'd have uh, enough cup holders for my drink, my M&M's, and my keys and wallet. <laughs> Hell yes. Man. 
Uh, I used to go to horror movies, uh, not just horror movies. I used to go to movies by myself all the time there. I still do. It, it's fun. I, I don't mind it at all. I went to Geostorm uh, the other day by myself. How was that? The movie was all right. It was different than I expected. Okay. Um, it didn't suck. I I would watch it again. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I told someone last night if I had to give it a rating at a ten, it would probably be six, maybe six point five. Okay. Yeah. That's about what I figured. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. I enjoyed it. Um. So yeah, we'll come back next week, which, as of right now, is actually like two weeks from now, um, yeah. with maybe just an episode full of reviews. Yeah. If you see a couple movies you want to review, and we have to talk about Stranger Things. Yeah. We gotta do it. I'm, I, You're already with your Thor tickets, I'm already with my box of Egos, man. <laughs> I got I, I got Charlotte to pick me up Eggos last night Chocolate chip of course And uh Well Stranger Things is probably what I'm gonna be Watching when I'm At Emily's just with my laptop And headphones I am gonna try it like I might watch it two to three times Before we review it Cool I'm gonna at least watch it once I'm gonna at least watch it twice. The third time, we'll, we don't know. Uh, just because last year that was how I watched the first season. I watched it uh, twice through, back to back, without stopping. And, yeah. Uh, I'm. Off. You slept on Stranger Things at first. Oh yeah. Yeah, I I didn't watch it as soon as it came out. I was talking to a friend of mine, like two weeks after it came out yeah and she was like oh my god you have to watch this show it seems like it would be right up your alley and yeah. so she was about six episodes in okay and I finished the series before she did nice because I watched it got hooked and barreled through it good stuff yeah um no I I was waiting on it actually last year not to be hipster about it, but at the time I was just kind of really hooked on everything Netflix was putting out. So I heard an 80s themed sci-fi and I was like, yeah, sure. And then I expected it to be good. I didn't expect it to be, it, it to be as good as it was. That first episode fucking hooked me in. Uh, oh, something else I wanted to mention. Have you seen any of the new Fox comedy Ghosted? No. That's pretty fucking funny and pretty good. I gotta say. I saw a trailer for it. It's fun, man. I'm I've been I've been watching it. I've been keeping up with it, and it's it's a fun show. Did you see the link I tagged you in on Facebook earlier? Yes, I did. Yes, I fucking did. <laughs> uh, that Simon Pegg wrote a, a script basically for a Shaun of the Dead sequel it's doubtful it'll ever be made but the idea of even just the title From Dusk Till Shaun <laughs> oh man oh god man I, I would I would give every every cent I ever make in my lifetime to watch that <laughs> uh, one can dream um 
Uh, anything else we need to touch on? I wanted to recommend Ghosted. There were other things I planned to recommend, but I haven't got around to watching them, so I can't even recommend them. <laughs> uh, the new Netflix series Mindhunter looks really cool. Uh, sort of a crime... It's so short, it's bullshit to watch. Yeah. 1922. I just finished reading the Stephen King uh, short story collection, Full Dark No Stairs, and the first story in that collection is a movie on Netflix now. 1922. Bit of a... I think it's going to be a bit of a slow burner. It's, you know, about a, a farmer in the 20s who kills his wife and it gets weird from there. Uh, new season of Riverdale. New episode of Riverdale tonight. Fucking love my Riverdale. <laughs> Jughead is my spirit animal. Jughead, I've never, I've never connected with a fictional character so much as I connect with Jughead and his love of hamburgers. Um, <laughs> uh, I think that's about it right now. Um, we'll have a lot more to talk about. Uh, on the next episode and not just reviews but I feel like we could almost do a trailer roundup because man there have been a fucking load of trailers being dropped like just just superhero movies and, and casting news and I mean the the Teen Titans series casting they announced as well yeah I know that's something uh, you're definitely interested in. Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, so we spent a month on horror, and uh, we are going to have to catch up on all of our superhero geeky shit in the next coming episodes. And uh, yeah, and we're going to have a lot of reviews to do in in the coming month too. I mean, we got Stranger Things. Thor Ragnarok, uh, Justice League, if you get a chance to see that. I already have the time booked off work. There you go. And that comes at the, that comes at the same day as Punisher. Yes, it does. That's gonna have to be a, a busy weekend. That's gonna have to be a dual review episode too, I guess. Not that I'll get a chance to see Justice League, but uh, I'll definitely be watching Punisher that weekend. Like, it's pretty much just going to be like, watch Punisher, take a break from Punisher, go see Justice League, go home, <laughs> finish watching Punisher. Yep. That's pretty That's pretty bold of Marvel to do that, but uh, I'm in. I'm in for all of it. Anyway, I think that's all the time we have for today. I've got to go get ready for work. Um, as always, we're, we're cramming these recordings in when we can. Yep, we're fitting them in every nook and cranny of our time. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, one of these days, who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll we'll get in the same town again and actually do a face-to-face recording again. Yes, maybe. And um, we still haven't had a winner for our Halloween giveaway yet. That's true. But we will be taking people's uh, guesses right up until November 1st. 
Hey, I got an idea. Yes, sir. You want to reward people who listen to our episodes? I think they should be rewarded. Yeah. How about we drop some uh, some some hints here now at the end of the episode? Whew. I like that idea, but I'm trying to think of hints that don't one hundred percent give it away off the top of my head. <laughs> Boy, I wonder what uh, what some hints would be. Yeah. Mm. Um. What do we? What do you got? Oh, actually, uh, here's one. Uh, the character you're dressing up as is featured in something we were just talking about. Yes. Yes, it was. We don't have to say what, but we just talked about a bunch of uh, upcoming movies and shows and things like that. And uh, combine that with other hints, and maybe you'll find something. Yeah. And... um, so there's that. Um, I already have another contest planned for November. Yep, yep. Which I'll be announcing down the road. Mm-hmm. And you and I were discussing the other night a possible Christmas giveaway as well. Yes, we are talking about something for December. Uh, yes. Which will all be and revealed in time. I've had a few people ask me what happened to the whole um, being boozled Thing that I announced I was going to be doing. Yep. Excuse me. Um, I do still plan on doing that. I have several packs of the beans. I have the spinner. I have everything here to do it. I have an idea how I'm going to attempt to edit the videos together. Yep. Um, for the first little bit until I, you know figure out like the best way to do it the only reason I haven't started recording these videos yet Mm -hmm. is I'm currently off work due to an abdominal injury and I didn't think it would be best for me to like I'm currently under like doctor's orders not to lift anything over 10 pounds yada 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 so I, I didn't think that it would be best to be eating things that would be making me urge and maybe vomit because mm, I didn't think that would be best for my recovering abdominal muscles. No, that's a pretty good point. Yeah. So that's what has happened to that. Yeah. Because I've had several people ask me like, yo, you announced that you're going to be doing this, but you haven't started. When am I going to see this? Yeah. When are you planning on starting? Have you done this yet? So there's my update. Um, I have a doctor's appointment the first week of November, hopefully getting the green light to go back to work, and then in my free time, I do plan on starting those videos. Good stuff. And I will be starting with the first Friday the 13th movie. Nice. Good pick. Uh, yeah. I got one more one more hint for, for the costume. Um, what do you think of me telling the story of my my uh, my initial reaction to uh, when you sent me the picture? I can't remember. 
remember what your initial reaction is, so... Okay. This, and I, the, I guess I'll just green light you telling the story. Okay. This is a hint, and I think it's a big one for anyone paying attention. But you sent me the picture, and uh, as what I thought was a clever joke, I responded with, you look like a dick. <laughs> yes. But uh, we could talk more about that when uh, somebody guesses it right. Yeah. So uh, hopefully, maybe it will be. It's funny because we're not releasing to this, this till next week, so someone might even guess it before this comes out. Yeah. That's that's. So what, this this will be coming out when there's twenty four hours left to the contest. Yeah. What happens otherwise? Do I get it? <laughs> um. Otherwise, if no one guesses it, then. I don't know. I've thought about just, you know, being like, sorry guys, tough luck. If no one guesses right, then there's no winner. Yeah. But part of me has thought that if there's no winner in October, I might increase the prize for November from a $10 gift card to a 15. That's an idea. Yeah. Instead of having 10 for October and 10 for November. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'll just take half of what October's would have been and add it to November's. Yeah. Give people a little bit more incentive to guess. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you've had. Uh, you've I'm had still working good... a couple kinks out of November's idea, but I already know what it's going to be. Yeah. And I don't think I'm going to limit people as much on the number of guesses they can have. Gotcha. Um, the only reason I'm limiting people on this is because, like, they'll, you'll get some people just, like, literally guessing, like, every single DC Comics character. Well, exactly, right? Like, that's, that, that was the killer for it. Yeah. Which is why I felt the need to limit it. Yep. Uh, fuck, what was I going to say? I don't know. No idea. <laughs> um, I, I gotta say, you, you've had pretty good uh, feedback for... I have. You, like, there's been a I've lot. I've been very pleased with it. Yeah, I gotta say. And uh, I think we've got some new followers out of it. Funny enough. Like, our uh, our downloads and our, our followers are, have increased since the contest. So, maybe... Maybe it's actually working out in the way we hoped. <laughs> I hope so. Anyway. And this is something I intend to do on a semi-regular basis as long as this podcast continues. Yeah. Because it's my way of giving back to the people who are supporting us. Yeah, for sure. Because, you know, our content isn't rewarding enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's rewarding to me. Uh, oh, I have a blast. Oh but... yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know how anyone else does listening to us. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on. Yeah, know. some masochistic people out there. Oh yeah, there's some there's some sick individuals in this world, man. And all they wanna they all they wanna do is hear us talk about fucking. <laughs> Uh, Punching holes in their bodies and listening to Jedi dropout. Yep. Youth are sick, I tells you. <laughs> uh, 
want to hear us talk about shit like uh, to make a callback Danny DeVito's taint <laughs> I'll say that as many times as it's needed to be said yep oh my okay I think that's a wrap on our month of horror which we never actually came up with a name yep. for Yeah. Yeah. We're really bad at, you know, thinking up names for stuff like horror month and horror sign offs and horror tober. Like I can't I, I wanted to make a pun with October but like shocktober is too on the nose and Cocktober yeah. is too <laughs> unrelated, I don't know. Uh, okay. Let's uh let's wrap this up. We're uh we're getting close to about an hour and a half here. So we've I gotta say since we've been doing these uh not just the horror episodes but the Skype episodes we've had longer episodes and I like that. Yeah, me too. Filling it out a little more. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for putting up with this nonsense and thank you for, for for letting me say Danny DeVito's taint so many fucking times um, you can listen to other episodes of Jedi Dropouts as well as the spinoff podcasts that I do www.jedidropouts.podbean.com and you can listen on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes YouTube What's the other one? Google Play is the other one um, you can follow us yep. on Facebook Instagram or Twitter and uh, I mean, you can follow us too uh, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you have a Twitter. I have a Twitter. I had a Twitter. I haven't used it in years, so uh, it's probably very outdated and dumb. I honestly just use my Twitter for hockey shit, so it's probably not that relevant. Uh, and I, I retweet our Twitter. Um, Instagram, though, Instagram's fun. We're yeah, all, we're always we're always on our Instagram game. You can follow me at what the fuck is my Instagram? It it's not on my Instagram. Captain Wow. Captain Wow. Captain Wow forty four, to be exact. And I don't remember yours. Is, is it Jimmy Romantic? Mine is Jimmy Romantic. All one word. All one word. Yep. Uh, so do that if you if you feel like it. That's not really that relevant. I mean, uh, I post a lot of. It's mostly food, I think, for both of us, isn't it? A lot of food. Um, mine is pretty much food and movies I'm watching. Yeah, I posted I posted a little picture last night of my uh, my eleven Funko Pop and my box of box of Egos, all prepped for Stranger Things. Uh, yeah. Stupid shit like that. Uh, but mostly follow the actual pages where we're talking about the podcast. Uh, or, or what you could do is, uh, okay, you, you ever, uh, you used to skateboard a bit, right? Yeah. What you could do is if you see one of us driving down the road, either Port of Ass or Cornerbrook, grab your board and just latch onto the trunk of the car, and it, it ends up being roughly the same experience as following us on social media I mean there are slight discrepancies uh, for one 
following us on social media doesn't often end up with uh, scraping all the skin off your knees, but um, other than that, it's the same. So you could do that if you want. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Or, or, uh, instead of listening to the podcast, you could uh, go stare at yourself in the mirror and repeat the phrase Danny DeVito's taint five times, and then Danny DeVito's taint will appear. <laughs> and it will sweat all over you. <laughs> it, it, it's much like Candyman, uh, Bloody Mary, Beetlejuice, D- Danny DeVito's taint, man. Say that shit. In, uh, so you guys turn off the lights, and then look in a mirror, and say it five times. And, uh... Yep. Boy, you think Bloody Mary's scary. <laughs> Ain't got nothing. Uh, okay, I think I think uh, I think we're good. Yep. Thanks for dropping by. And don't drop the ball, Wayne. Oh, oh. Ah, uh, that was a stretch. Oh, that was good. That was you. You really, you really got you really got him there, boy. Shut up, James. You fucking idiot. <laughs> Later. Peace.